0: Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting People of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award winning Hatch Green and Red Chilies is lo- from locally owned farms. And boy, is it good! That's uh, from Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. One of the great writers of all time in New Mexico was born October 30th, 1937 in the very, very small rural community of Pastura, New Mexico, which is on the east side of New Mexico between Santa Rosa and Vaughn on U.S. Route 54. I'm talking about Rodolfo Anaya, who wrote the stories and legends of New Mexico in ways that most people had not seen. Over his almost 60 years of writing, It is his legacy that he spoke for the voices of New Mexico that had not been heard in writing. More than that, his legacy is that he is a master storyteller of those legends of New Mexico. The story of Rodolfo Anaya is almost as interesting as the stories he wrote. His bibliography, Fiction's 27 Published Works, Nonfiction, anthologies he has 12 he also has poetry and plays and even an opera what a great storyteller he also collaborated with a number of southwestern writers but he has one more entry in the book of life he was a public school teacher in albuquerque teaching english in high school for five years and then a college professor in the english department at the university of new mexico for 18 years Day after day in his teaching life, he inspired young writers. And I'm friends with a couple of those creative former students. And I tell you, they talk about Professor Anaya very fondly and that he sparked their creativity. He traveled significantly in China and South America at one time. And he wrote about those journeys. He had A vision of China in a travel journal journal called A Chicano in China. Very, very interesting stuff. Now, partly personal, from 1973 to 75, I was a television uh, director at KOB TV in Albuquerque. And then in 1976, I was hired by Instructional Media Services to run their television operation in Woodward Hall on the campus of UNM, and it's next to the Student Union building and next to the English building. It was there I had an opportunity to do instructional videos with English professors, but more importantly also to sit at break time coffee in the Student Union with several very interesting professors, including Uh, Rodolfo Anaya and Tony Hillerman, two very accomplished writers. There was a lot of people who would sit around the table and tell stories. Further, a few years later, I spent one year doing their creative writing program while also doing some other academic work. My first novel, 2016 Hideaway Hills, comes out of those studies, and so it really did help me. What I remember about Rodolfo Anaya was his focus on listening and not talking. He was a keen observer of every story told at the coffee table and rarely said much he wasn't he, he just liked to watch and listen. He was very pleasant and was always working on stories in his head as far as I could tell. Same with Tony Hillerman and I wrote about Tony in a podcast about 6 months ago it's still on these podcast platforms if you would like to look at Tony Hillerman another great writer. What I really noticed was there are some people in the 10 o'clock break in the student union that told stories, but these two great writers put their energy into listening, and that probably is what made them great writers. Michael Swickard here, Enchanting People of New Mexico. You can hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. I'm talking today about perhaps the greatest writer in New Mexico history. That's a tough title to decide. Rodolfo Anaya. While he's certainly, without a doubt, very creative, often his writing, he was revisiting the way he grew up and the stories he heard as he was growing up. He was born in Pastura, New Mexico, south and west, a few miles from Santa Rosa. His father worked in the area ranchers as a ranch hand. His mother had grown up on a farm in the uh, Pecos Valley, so they were both people of the land and they worked the land. He was raised with two half-brothers from his mother's previous marriage and four sisters. Early on, the family moved from Pastora to Santa Rosa, where Rodolfo started school. It was there in the first elementary school. This is for as much as he's a writer. That's when he learned to speak English, since he only knew Spanish up to that point. But what he did know in Spanish were the oral stories told at the family gatherings. And also the wide open spaces out there, the sections of eastern New Mexico left quite an impression upon him, and you could see it in his writings. The miles and miles of open ground and desert scrub brush. Rodolfo Anaya attended school in Santa Rosa from first to seventh grade. And again, that's where he learned to speak English. He spoke very well, wrote very well. In 1952, the family moved to Albuquerque, and he was then able to attend Albuquerque High School. The next year, in 1953, was a life-changing event. This is what happened. At age 16, he suffered a back injury that left him temporarily paralyzed, so he was confined to a hospital for a number of months, and he made a full recovery, but during that time of laying there thinking. Perhaps that was the start of his writing career because he was revisiting those stories. He graduated from Albuquerque High in 1956 and then attended the University of New Mexico. In the English department, he studied American literature. Again, we're talking about stories. He graduated in 1963, earned a master's degree in 1968 in literature, and then he got a master's in guidance and counseling in 1972. During the time, he taught high school English for that five years, and importantly, he married his wife, Patricia, in 1966. Well, at night, he began working on a novel. It was focused on a young boy who was growing up in New Mexico in the late 1940s, and an elderly healer who changed his life. Uh, yes, of course, it came out of his uh, his experiences, the stories that he had. He was writing away at this and trying to find a voice that would bring his first novel to life. Everybody who has written a first novel, all of us, we know how hard that is. Well, every night he'd come home, he'd put the time in, working on this and. He said in a 2013 interview on C-SPAN that the character of the healer, Ultimate, came to him one night in a vision. And uh, in that C-SPAN, he talks more about that, and it's very interesting. But he said that, uh, that this made all the difference in his writing in this and everything else. He had that moment as a writer. So... We know that it was a magnificent novel, but when he sent Bless Me, Ultima out, no, it was rejected by everybody. It wasn't what anybody wanted. It didn't fit any of the 1960s literature at the time. There weren't any other novels like it that mixed Spanish with English, much like the life that Rodolfo Anaya lived growing up. But finally, one day... And I think it was along about 1969, 1970, he found a small publishing house in California, Quinto Sol, that put it out and it got published in 1972, took a little time. At first, the biggest advertising was word of mouth, one person to the next. But after the first printing, there was a rush of people sending the book to other people. They liked it so well. And there is where he got his success. Now, he didn't stop at the end of Bless Me Ultimate. What did he do after he had sent that off? He started writing the next and the next. He had a little trilogy in mind. And what was the trilogy about? It was about his life, about him. The third one, uh, Tortuga, was about him uh, uh, being paralyzed for a while. So he did Heart of Atslan and Tortuga, he completed the trilogy, and they were a success too. But again, he didn't stop with one. And uh, writing it was, uh, was I guess, his therapy for everything that had happened. Michael Swickard, Enchanting People of New Mexico, hit auto- the subscribe to automatically get these. Now, this podcast I'm doing right now is on perhaps the greatest writer in New Mexico history. I know you can argue about who's good and, and everything, So how would I decide on such a title, The Greatest New Mexico Writer? And certainly uh, Tony Hillerman and Rodolfo Anaya, they, they vie for it. But who would it be? I don't really know. There's lots of competition. But reason with me on this title. Let me give you two writers, Shakespeare and Mark Twain. What's the commonality of both of them? They are both read today, years and years and years later. I believe the novels and writings of Rodolfo Anaya will still be read and enjoyed a hundred years from now, much like Mark Twain, a hundred years after his death, is enjoyed. The wider audience learned to appreciate Rodolfo Anaya uh, in the 1990s when Warner Books, they signed a six-book deal with him, and it went even past that, and he was able to do a lot of books. In 2013, Bless Me, Ultima was released as a feature film and then three years later as an opera. Did you get that? An opera. <laughs> a guy writing novels is able to do a, an opera. And he had a lot of children's books. Again, you can look it up, and they are still given to people. They're ageless, and they're handed down one generation of young people to another generation of young people. But again, as I said, even more, and you can't track it quite as easily, the writing that he did, there are literally hundreds of writers who was influenced by him and what he wrote. And they, who have heard stories all their lives now, feel that it's okay to to, to publish them, and it's good. The stories for that generation and the next generation's that were just oral traditions uh, in families, are now part of New Mexico literature. This is what he inspired. As a testament to Rodolfo Anaya and his special ability to capture these stories, in his lifetime, he won many awards. He wasn't really big on awards. He was glad to have them, but, you know, Some of them uh, were like the NEA National Merit of Arts Lifetime Honor in 2001. When you win lifetime honors, that's something. Many others include the 2015 National Humanities Medal. He was inducted into Albuquerque's Wall of Fame in 2014. That's really good. But again, the real applause for a lifetime of writing by Rodolfo Anaya is the number of New Mexicans, like me, who have his books treasured in their houses. And as I said also, the number of writers who are typing away on novels as I'm doing this podcast so that the stories of New Mexico will always be heard and treasured. Rodolfo Anaya died at June 28, 2020 at age 82. His writing is exactly as relevant today as when he came home from teaching high school English in the 1960s and sat down to write. It is all the same as it was then, and we are really glad he came by here. These podcasts are sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. They have a great website showing all the Hatch Valley chili available in 16-ounce jars, so that when you open one you get that fresh chili smell and taste. You can go to freshchilico.com. That's freshchilico.com. They also have a lot of other chili-related products, such as spices and rubs when you're barbecuing. They also have a cooking area with recipes. There's a large Facebook group sharing chili recipes. And uh, over 27,000 members of this group, lots of good recipes. Heck, I even have one of those recipes. But you know what happens? I find something I was going to put more in, but I find one I want to try. And next thing you know, I'm cooking. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We'll always have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you with these podcasts. If you have something or someone you want me to talk about, write to me, michael at freshchilico.com, michael at freshchilico.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that good Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili's good, more is better, as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.